You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1300. I tell people I don't get very niche, you know, with the list. I don't get very specific. My list criteria and even his at the time, I believe, was simple. You know, we pick the zip code that we want to be in. And that's just based on, you know, supply and demand. And then it's filter vacant land owned at least five years. And then whatever size we want to target, which in Houston, you know, it's like a minimum of 4,000 square feet up to, you know, a couple acres. And that's it. That's my list. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. I am your host today, Brent Bowers, the Landman. And today I've got a round two for Corey. He has been on the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast about a month ago with Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP. Corey today is going to walk through how he just did a land deal that he made over $24,000 net profit on. He's going to walk you through the list that he's pulling, that he's cold calling. He's going to talk to you about his exact list criteria that he's getting smoking hot deals. He started off in house investing and you know didn't do too well in it and then shifted fairly quickly over to land investing and he is rocking. He's done over 30 land deals in his very short amount of time. This guy's only 29 years old. He's a full-time police officer. He makes no excuses. He just goes out there and gets to work. Guys, I hope you enjoy this episode. Corey Hayden, welcome back to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I'm excited to interview you today. I'm excited that you do land. How the heck are you, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. I, I was, We were joking, obviously, before this uh, you know, podcast actually started, but I've been sitting here for 20 minutes. I think it's one of those military things, you know, to be super early everywhere you go. God bless you, man. Yeah, that, that will always serve you. You know, we are going up to Tennessee next week and we want to be the first ones there because they're they're rolling out a new development and i got my lot picked out that overlooks the water and you see the smoky mountains so we're gonna be there like two oh, hours man. early so wow good to know that well in 30 to 60 seconds those that did not hear your your latest podcast tell people a little bit about yourself like i want to know about Corey hayden yeah, man. So I'm 29. I'm uh, married. Um, I got married actually back in late 2013. So I'm going on 10 years of marriage. You know, another one of those things that young military folk do is get married, but it's worked out. I live in Rocheron, Texas. That's about 30 minutes south of Houston. Did five years in the Marines, did a year in the Texas National Guard. I'm currently a full time police officer for the city of Sugarland, Texas, another suburb of Houston. And yeah, man, I've been flipping land for about three years now. I'm um, kind of just stumbled into it. So, man, I love it. Marine, police officer. You know, I was Army, but uh, we won't hold that against you being a Marine. So we'll, we'll leave it right there. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to. Yeah. We don't want to lose the Marine audience here. And uh, hold right, exactly. Good to have you on, man. I've been I've been interviewing these Army guys lately. So, uh, all right. Out of all the ways to get started in real estate, you were in the military. 10 years of marriage. God bless you. Um, you're a young guy, yeah. 29 years old. Yeah. You know, a lot of yeah. people are just listening to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, trying to get started. You know, why the heck did you choose land? There's so many other ways in the real estate market or the real estate investing industry to go and you chose land. Like why? What was the appeal to that? 
Yeah. So, I mean, for several years, even before I started wholesaling or, or trying my hand at it, I, of course, watched videos and stuff like that about real estate investing and, you know, figure, hey, the best way to get wealthy is through real estate. And initially I thought, well, I want to own, you know, a big portfolio. I think that's what everyone has in their mind. You know, I need rental properties. I couldn't tell you exactly, but somehow I stumbled across the wholesaling video on YouTube. I think it was a Max Maxwell video, which of course then led me to, you know, cold calling videos and Brent Daniels videos. And um, I, I told the story on the podcast with Brent, you know, the other Brent, I found out about wholesaling on like a Monday. And I think literally that Wednesday I was cold calling, you know, trying to figure out how the whole wholesaling houses thing, you know, worked. Yeah. Typical Marine. You just take action. You don't even, yeah, just jump a little direction, fire away. I love it, man. That's how I've been able to win in this business is I don't need all the answers. Yeah. I'm scared sometimes, but, and I was talking to a guy in the gym today. He goes, well, that sounds pretty risky. I said, I like to do a risk reversal. Like, what if in 30 years I didn't make that decision? Like most people think, oh, what if I buy this piece of land? Or what if I buy that building and the tenants don't pay, it burns down? Well, most of the time that stuff never happens. Right. Yeah, it's much scarier. Yeah. Yeah, much scarier in your head than it is in reality. And then what if you don't take that that step or that decision or make that decision? And 30 years from now, you're still working for the same mean old boss or the boss, you know, changed and it's another mean old boss and you built someone else's company and you have nothing to show for it. And now you're old. That's right. Yeah. You just got to do it, man. There ain't nothing to it, but to do it. Yeah, if, if everybody just would change their thinking on that risk reversal process, like I used to go running a lot in Colorado in the dark and I worried about everything, oh, the mountain lions, the bears, what if some <laughs> redneck runs me over on the side of the road, which only happened. Uh, but I, you know, I was nervous and I, w- I would do it and I, I would see all these shadows. I would literally run with my gun on my side, like on, on my hip. And guess what? None of those bad things that I feared would happen ever happened. Right. Yeah. That's usually how it goes. I mean, it's the same way with land flipping or, or wholesaling. You know, you, you can talk yourself into never doing anything, you know, about any, any avenue you want to, you know, venture down. And the reality is it's, it's usually never that bad anyway. Yeah, so true. So true. Well, you took some massive, imperfect, quick, assertive action. What did that look like? You, you started cold calling and then I know you're already a, a rhino. You're in the TTP, the Talk to People program. Like, how did that uh, transition happen? You know, I think you started with houses, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yep. So I was cold calling for houses early on. I found a local mentor here in Houston off of a bandit sign. You know, I started calling bandit signs because I knew that they were other wholesalers. Started asking, basically just telling them, hey, I'm an, I'm an aspiring wholesaler. I'm look, kind of looking for guidance. A couple people basically told me to, you know, kick rocks. Um, and then one guy kind of took me under his wing. And I cold called for three to five hours a day for the first four months and landed one house wholesale deal. I made 5000 bucks. And it was a grind every single day. And I was like, man, I'm scratching and clawing for this. I'm like, there's got to be a better way. And my mentor at the time had kept on telling me, he's like, do land, do land, do land. And I was like, I don't even know where to start with land. I've been working on this, you know, houses for several months now. He's like, just cold call this land list. So he bought me a list for, for land in Houston. And I cold called it and stumbled into a land deal. Okay. Before you go any further, like yeah. I need to know, like, I'm always searching, like, what's the best list? Like lately it's been code violations for me. So yeah. like what list did he just pull a random, like list of all the landowners in Houston and say, start from the top, go to the bottom. 
Yeah, basically. So, and that's something I, I tell people even today, you know, on like my own consult calls or just whatever on Instagram, I tell people I don't get very niche, you know, with the list. I don't get very specific. My list criteria and even his at the time, I believe was simple. You know, we pick the zip code that we want to be in and that's just based on, you know, supply and demand. And then it's filter vacant land owned at least five years and then whatever size we want to target. Which in Houston, you know, it's like a minimum of 4,000 square feet up to, you know, a couple acres. And that's it. That's my list. All right. So just to reiterate that, you pulled a list of vacant raw land. The owner of record has owned it for mm-hmm. five years or more. And yeah. did I miss anything? Oh, yeah. 4,000 square foot. Five years. Yep. 4,000 square foot to a few acres. To a few acres, yeah. Now, how did you, you mentioned supply demand. Like everyone has, I feel like, there's a couple of definitions for supply demand. Like, is that how you chose yeah. the actual zip code? We call it the hot zip codes in, in the uh, housing industry. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing for land. And at the time, that's what my mentor did. You know, he got on the MLS because he had MLS access at the time. I currently do have MLS access for Houston uh, through a couple different agents who I work with. But yeah, you get on the MLS and you just look up, you know, you start playing around, basically typing in the zip codes that you know and just looking at the land sales, see, you know, is there five? Is there 10? Is there a hundred land sales in the zip code? And, you know, just go with the ones that have more land sales. So you're just looking for more demand. That's it. I mean, it's really how simple it is. You don't have to get really granular with it, you know? No, like Corey, we got to talk to the engineers. Like you got to make this more complicated. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Because really that's all I look for as well. Like how much are there land sales happening? Have they been happening in the last three months? Oh, no, six months. What's going on in the last six months? Is, is anything selling? What about supply though? You know, if I see that there's maybe, I don't know, you tell you paint the scenario, but I'm just going to give you an example. There's six solds in the last, you know, 30 days. And then I go and look at this like, oh man, there's 12 listings. Is that a good supply? Yeah. Would would you go after that area? So to be honest, I guess what I've been telling people or teaching people is to stay out of the areas exactly like what you're talking about, where, you know, there's only five properties that have sold in the last six months, but there's 25 listings, you know, currently on the market. What is that? That's that, a lot that's of supply, a, not much demand? Yeah, not enough demand. Yep. It's a, a simple indicator. But to be honest, Houston as a, as a city is like that in general. I mean, overall, I think if you get on Zillow right now, there's like 900 active listings and only like three or 400 sold and that, in the last that's year. the houses and everything, right? Or are you talking? No, about that's that's just land. land. Just land. Okay. Yeah, I'm not just familiar land. at all. I don't. I don't work in Texas. We have a ton of land sharks that are doing very, very well in Texas. There's an extra step, and you already mentioned it, which I love, is getting that either MLS access or the land sales specialist. Uh, so, and I and I teach yeah. people just find that land sales specialist, the guy that's selling all those parcels of land in that area, and that's now your best friend. Take him to lunch, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, whatever he prefers. Even if he's vegetarian, right. you, you figure it out. But uh, yeah. how does that conversation go? Because you just mentioned you have MLS access, a couple different MLS accesses. And are you a realtor? I am not a realtor. Oh, um, man. So it turns out, you know, like Brent Daniels will always say, you know, you just got to talk to people because you never know where the conversation's going to go. Turns out my neighbor, my next door neighbor when I was living in Houston was a broker. A uh, really great guy. I, I told him what I was doing. We were just having a conversation one day and he just offered me his MLS access. I mean, literally, he just said, hey, man, if you're trying to get started, he's like, I'll just give you my my info and you can have access and you can run your comps and you do whatever you need to do. 
And I've had it for three years ever since. That is incredible. That's actually the best story I've ever heard anybody talk about with that. Um, similar thing happened to me, but it was a friend, uh, Alex Sadoff. I'll just throw his name out there. He's building like 600 houses in Nashville right now on the land that they buy. But he gave me MLS access. Very similar story. He met this guy in the gym and we used his MLS access for years in Colorado. But for someone that's like, I don't know any realtors, Corey, like I don't have the connections yeah. you do. Like you must have lived in a really yeah. nice neighborhood and you had that connection with that guy. Like how could I approach a realtor to team up or squad up or partner up yeah. with? Because I, I mean, I want to start doing land deals in you know, Austin, Texas. Yeah, I think a simple solution to that is, you know, of course, doing a little bit of agent outreach, maybe contact some agents in the area that you've seen um, have listed and sold land deals. Um, and then just tell them, hey, look, I'm a land flipper, a land investor, whatever you want to call yourself and say, hey, I do business or I'm, I'm aspiring to do business in this area. You know, in exchange for MLS access, I'll give you all of my land listings. Oh, man, you, you want to do some role play uh, on the podcast right now? <laughs> I'm down. I mean, I'll do it. Whatever. I'll spitball something. All right. I'm the realtor. I, I like, I love that because when I call these realtors, I say, Hey, you know, I'm actually marketing in your area. I see you sold multiple parcels of land in this area. I'd love to partner up with you and have you list all my land. Is, is that a conversation yeah. you want to have? And nine yeah. out of 10 times they say, yes, you'll catch that one realtor on a bad day. Everyone has a bad day. from time right. to time. But let's do some quick role play because, you know, I, I learn a lot from role play. And especially hearing role play. So I'm the realtor. You call yeah. me up. Hello, this is Brent. I'm the best realtor in Texas. How can I help you? Yeah. Hey, what's up, Brent? My name is Corey Hayden. I, uh, I'm actually calling because I saw one of your listings over on Main Street. Uh, looked like a vacant lot. Oh, that's a hot uh, property. You want to buy it? No, no. Uh, so I mean, I would be interested, of course, but I'm an investor, so I'm looking. I'm looking for stuff, you know, that's discounted, and this one's sitting on the market. So I imagine it's you know, kind of listed at the top of its market value, but... Oh, yeah. Um, These sellers are greedy. They want top dollar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I get it. But hey, man, I uh, so I buy a lot of land in this zip code. I'm an investor. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I flip a lot of land and I'm always looking for, you know, an agent or I need an agent, you know, to sell some of my properties for me. So uh, the one thing I need right now, just to be honest with you, is I could use some MLS access for, you know, to run comparable sales. I'd be willing to give you all of my listings um, in, in exchange for access to the MLS. So if I understand correctly, you're a big dog land investor in this area and you just need help with some MLS MLS access that I have. I'm not even using it hardly. Like, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, that's right, man. And I average, uh, you know, one to three, you know, deals a month that I'm looking to list on the MLS. They're not huge, you know, from a, a commission standpoint, but they add up and they'd be, they'd be free, free referrals for you. Oh, I love it. If I can get one to three additional, if an additional one listing a month would really help my business. So let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's my contact information. <laughs> I love it. That's good role play. I put you on the spot, man. Well, let's talk yeah. about one of your most recent deals. I know that you kind of mentioned that one. You probably already talked about it on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Let's talk about a different one. because okay. uh, I got a bunch you know, of them. And uh, anybody can go back and listen to Corey Hayden's original, the previous podcast that he already did with Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP. I didn't know that when you reached out. That's awesome. I'm glad you've already been on. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Brent's great. What's a recent deal? Let's break one down. I want to hold your feet to the fire. You've been generous with all, all the gold nuggets so far. So appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a few, you know, I mean, I guess my most recent one was a JV. It was a deal that I partnered up with someone on. 
When you and say gay, me, what do you mean by that? Because like a lot of people just throw that word out there. I want to make sure everyone knows what JV means. Yeah. So I, I guess actually it's a good thing you asked because I, I clar- classify JVs for me a little bit differently. A JV for me is when I, I have a partner who I split marketing costs with. And I take on the front the front end of the transaction, like I do the acquisitions, I make the offers, you know, that kind of stuff. And then they handle the dispositions. That's usually how it works. This time we kind of flip-flopped and my partner handled the acquisitions. I did the dispositions. The lead came in, you know, we sent a mail campaign together. We split the cost or actually, you know, I lied. I lied. We were texting and I don't usually text. So he was handling the texting. The lead came in, I comped it, I told him the offer to make, he made the offer, and then we contracted the property off top. I'm trying to so think. So you, you got the land under contract on a purchase agreement when you say contract? That's, yep, that's correct. Okay. We He made the offer to the seller and the seller agreed. And I believe we contracted the property for $90,000. And then from that point, of course, we just sent it to title to get a you know title commitment on it to make sure that we could get clear title. Um, and then I listed it actually, because I list all of my properties on the MLS and that's always like a, a hang up for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people always get really hung up and they go, well, what do you mean? You list all your properties on the MLS. Um, there's a clause in my agreement that just states, you know, I do have the right to market their property for sale with a broker or a listing service and the buyer, excuse me, the sellers almost never say anything about it. You know what I mean? I love that you, you say that so easy because a lot of people can't get over that i actually just posted this morning um you know wholesalers stop operating in the shadows i tell when i'm having that conversation with the seller or my acquisition managers having that conversation with the seller when i was in the military i would say mr or hey hey Corey, i'm glad we're doing business as you probably know i don't keep these parcels of land i look for my buyers ahead of time i'm i'm a gorilla what i call a gorilla marketer i market <laughs> like crazy i put signs out i put these things on the mls i have realtors i work with these guys are all working really hard we put it on craigslist and facebook and land center and all these places so you're probably going to see advertising everywhere but is it okay with you if i make a little profit on this land and i don't buy it for myself because i'm in the military i'm just looking to make a little additional income because i've got three yeah. kids five gerbils uh, <laughs> in-laws and, and like parents that are aging. I'm just looking to make a little extra money while I'm in the military. Is that okay with you? They yeah. never say no. Yeah, it's a great it's a great thing. I, I tell new wholesalers too, I'm like, hey, you got to stop trying to, you know, pretending to be something you're not. You know, when you get on the phone and say, I'm an investor this and I'm an investor that, my partner this and partner, it's like, it's so, you know, people aren't stupid. People can smell uh, when you're being disingenuous or, you know, not whatever. And it's like, I tell people, Hey, Mr. Seller, how about this? If I can give you $500, let's say as an option, you know, option money, will you give me 60 days to sell your property? And if you want a hundred thousand dollars, let's say I can guarantee you a hundred thousand dollars, but my investor or my partner who I'm going to take the deal to, they're going to just pay me a commission on top of that. Would you be okay with me making some money on top of that? And again, it, it works. Yeah, because they know you're not doing this for free. And a lot of people hide the fact that they are, or I'm an investor. You know, like, again, you're, you're right. People are not stupid. And I find that that they want to help you when you say, look, I've got bills to pay. I can't, I can't buy all these parcels of land myself. I'm, I'm not rich, you know, yeah. I, or I don't have unlimited funds, but I've got, I work with people that have funds. And yeah. it's also painting that, that picture for them 
when they see all those signs and people are stopping by their property and, you know, all these little things, they've already been prepared for that. And it's not like the other way around. It's like, what the heck? Why is my property on Facebook? Yeah, that's happened to me once. I will say it's happened to me <laughs> one time. Um, and that's, that's, an, that's an awkward conversation to have because um, it happened to me yeah. early on. So I, I contracted the property for $90,000, my partner and I. And then I listed it for sale on the MLS at I think 120. I mean, a beautiful lot. I mean, it was a double lot, you know, so it's two, two lots that are adjoining, about 10,000 square foot total. Um, and it sold on the market in about two weeks uh, for 120,000. Two weeks sold for $120,000. You, you bought it for 90 or you had it under contract for 90. You yeah. hadn't bought it yet. And you were basically marketing your contract, selling it on the MLS. Yep. Wow. What was the net profit on that bad boy? 120 under contract. Yep. So there's, there's a, a $30,000 difference there, but we agreed that the seller was going to net 90,000 at closing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were responsible because we did have agents involved. So essentially the agent commissions came out of our assignment, which they totaled about $6,000. So when it was all said and done, we made $24,000. $24,000 on one land deal. It took you two weeks to sell it. How long from beginning to end? Your partner, like you, did you guys, you said you texted this person, right? Yeah, that's correct. My partner was handling the lead gen, which was they were doing texting and the lead came in. And like I said, we went from there. I would say from contract to close, it was probably a month. One month. Twenty. You said how much, how much net profit? 24,000. And you split that with your joint venture partner? Yep. 12,000 a piece. That's amazing. Hey, here we go. Victory Bell. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So you joint ventured. Uh, you, you partnered up with someone else. You did a deal that pr- might not have happened if you were just operating with a scarcity mentality or there's competition or I'm going to stay in my own lane, just communicating. I love that, yeah. man. And I love hearing that you're splitting marketing costs because a lot of people are like, I can't get started or I don't have the money to market. Yeah. You don't have to pay for those expenses yourself because there's people out there that have no time and a little bit of money or a little bit more oh, than yeah. you made. Absolutely. And I tell people that too all the time. I say, when you're first starting out, you know, if you can just find someone and, and prove to them that you're serious, you know, like, hey, I'll cold call. And then you cold call every day for hours on end and you're, you're taking them leads. Like they're going to realize that you're serious and they'll start paying for your leads. They'll start paying for your lists. I mean, they're out there. You know what I mean? You do a deal with someone where they get paid because you're of your efforts. I mean, that turns into a relationship. You know what I mean? I love it, man. So this buyer, they came off the MLS. Any idea what they're going to do with the land? Yeah. I mean, they're not, you know, some big name developer. They're not investors. They just had this idea that they're going to build like a beachfront, you know, house. Cause that's where it was in uh, Freeport, Freeport, Texas, which is on the Gulf, like in the Gulf of Mexico. So, so you could see the water from this land or was it yeah, on the water? Uh, it was like one street over from the water. It was beautiful. Yeah. Oh man. So there's the attribute. There's the draw to that area right yeah. there. Water, water in Texas. You yeah. Know? Look for yeah. the attributes. Attributes can be mountain views, waterfront, water views. I don't know. Wide open plain views. Some people like desert views. It's amazing. Yeah, and, and this one, this one was a double, this one was a double lot as well. And a lot of the active listings in the area were single lots. So, I mean, they're getting, you know, an extra, I mean, it's just a big lot, you know. How did you sell it so fast? Two weeks was it because you got, you guys were lower lower than everything else in the market, or was it that double lot? 
I would, because we listed it right at market value. We didn't go above market value. We just listed it right at what the comps were. Um, but I would say it's because it was a double lot that is the reason we sold it so fast. Because like I said, all, a lot of the actives were all single lots. I love it. Hey, man, we don't have much more time here, but I want to hear like one of your biggest failures, you know, so far to date, you know, oh, man. In business or real estate or the Marines. Like a lot of people don't talk about the failures on the podcast. Like, cause I learned a lot from my failures. Like that, that time I got caught posting someone's uh, property on, on Facebook and they didn't yeah. know I was going to do that. That was <laughs> embarrassing. We still got the deal done, but I had to eat some dirt. Yeah. Man, that's a good question. I'll be, and that's a tough one to be honest with you. Um, I would say, yeah, a failure would be similar to that one, you know, where I did get caught. This was early on, you know, I wasn't completely honest about my intentions. You know, I was playing the whole like, hey, I'm a wholesaler, like I'm a, I'm a buyer, you know, that kind of stuff. And I was scrambling to find buyers in under 30 days. And uh, yeah, so I, I sent the deal out and someone else put it on Facebook um, and then tried to backdoor me. Someone went to my seller after I sent the deal out and said, Hey, you know, Corey, that guy you're under contract with, he's just out here trying to sell your, sell your property for, for more money. You know, luckily I did actually have good rapport with the seller. So when he called me and asked what was going on and I just was honest with him at that point, you know, it still was able to turn into a deal. I only made a thousand dollars, a thousand bucks, and it took weeks and weeks and weeks of back and forth. And it was a headache to be honest, but you know, if I'm just being completely honest, I haven't faced any crazy failures in the last three years. And I would say it just came from taking action. You know, now I even buy, like I'm buying all of my deals. I'm not, uh, I'm not wholesaling most of them. Um, and I haven't knocked on wood. I haven't lost any money yet. So. Yeah. I mean, you're buying them right, you know, and, and that's ultimate freedom. I, I used to wholesale and assign a lot of these contracts and it's just easier for me to buy them either with my own money. And now it's like, I've got private lenders reaching out and yeah. that's, that's beautiful. I, I'm operating my business. Now I'm operating as a business rather than as a real estate investor. Here's the difference. A real estate investor, I want to use my own cash. So I don't have to pay anybody interest. I want to keep the whole deal, you know, my precious type thing. But a business person is like, I want my cash to stay in my account and continue building and, and yeah. increasing. And I use John or Mary or Lisa or my in-laws money and pay them anywhere from eight to 12% interest. So if anybody's looking to do some land deals with me or even Corey, guys, I'm paying interest on the money that we're borrowing to purchase this land. I put my, I put my private lenders in the first position. I don't touch their money. It goes directly to the title insurance company, a neutral third party, and we get a lender's title insurance policy. And here's the thing. Most of the time, I'm buying this land at less than 60 cents on the dollar. So if I don't pay, you get a smoking hot deal. You just take it back via foreclosure. Now, it takes a couple months for foreclosure, and it takes a couple thousand dollars. Here's the thing, though. Most of the time, I have a buyer for this land before I even take ownership of it. So it's like it's almost like the perfect deal. And then we get seller financing sometimes yeah. from it because these lenders don't want their money back when they start making interest on it. So my soapbox there, but uh, it's amazing how the evolve goes. It went from I used to sign all my contracts and then I would buy them with my own cash and struggle and put my bank account to zero, sometimes negative. And now it's like John and Lisa want to lend. And I leave yeah. my money in the bank account and we could buy more land that way. Yeah, I'm kind of in, in your step two, it sounds like, where I'm buying everything with my own money. I've had people lend me money a couple of times, just friends who have some cash, you know. Um, and I said, hey, whenever uh, I sell this deal, I'll just pay you back plus 
15% of the profit, you know, and that's worked out nicely. And they were happy, of course, because they didn't have to do anything. And they yeah. made two, three, four thousand dollars But I'm trying to get to a point now where it's like, you know, I work with the same couple of people who are just giving me money all the time to, you know, so I don't got to keep using my own money. There you go. It's beautiful. It's beautiful how that works and expands the business. Corey, last words of advice, anybody looking to get started, what would you tell them? Or what would you tell Corey three years ago or four years ago when you're looking to get started? Like what can we do today to do a land deal? Yeah, well, so it's something I've been pushing on my Instagram a lot lately, actually, is, you know, you you can make this as simple as you want, or you can you can overcomplicate it. If you want to get started today, I mean, literally today, pull a list in an area that has, you know, comparable sales or demand, get Mojo Dialer, sit down and cold call the list, make the offers when the, you know, when the leads come in and then follow up. You do those five things. It is impossible for you not to get deals. You don't need AI. You don't need chat GPT. You don't need a CRM. You don't need all this fancy softwares that they're pushing for hundreds of dollars a month. You can do it all with just those five things I just listed, a calendar on your desk and a pen and a pad, like a, a notebook. It sounds like you're operating really lean, Corey, and you're keeping revenue in the first position and not 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 racking up a bunch of expenses and just focusing on doing income producing activities. Yeah, that's the perfect way to put it. Income producing activities, because there's a lot of fluff. There's a lot of fluff that you can get caught up in every day. Um, and you'll never talk to a single seller. And that's all you need to do in this business to make money is talk to someone who owns a piece of land and make them an offer. You never know what they're going to say. So just make the offer and then follow up with them. What a beautiful way to say it. Here you have it, Rhino Nation. You know, Corey in the military, full-time police officer? Currently, yeah. Out there crushing it. Just did a $24,000 net profit land deal in one month's time. Out there taking the action, taking immediate action. Corey, where can people where can people get in touch with you? Where can people find more about you? Yeah, so I'm most active on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is going to be at flipping some land. That's F L I P P I N some S O M E and then land. You can DM me. I do consult calls. I was recently charging for those consult calls. I've recently made them free. They're completely free now. Um, so if you have questions about land flipping and how to get started. Hit me up on Instagram and I'll get you pointed in the right direction. Rhino Nation, here you have it. Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star review and rating if you haven't done so. That really helps us out. I don't I don't really ever ask for that. Maybe I've asked in the past and Darren puts them in. Uh, so I don't want to be uh, not telling the truth there, but I haven't asked lately. And guys, take action right now. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. Schedule a call, fill out that application. Talk to me or Derek or someone over at Wholesaling Inc. We will see what your real estate investing goals are. And if you feel like we're a great fit, I'd be honored to teach you to crush it in land. Until next time, God bless. Brent Bowers signing out. And oh, by the way, follow me on TikTok, Brent L. Bowers 1. Talk to you later. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.